Hey guys, welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm Axel York. I'm Eric Corbridge. Hey guys, a uh, few purposes to the show, okay? Um, a couple things as far as elevating your skill set, uh, helping you develop uh, skills that you need, uh, practical skills that you'll use in the field and in training and developing your team. Uh, we'll talk a lot about personal development, growth, having the right mindset, really taking you to the next level in sales, in life, and in your career here at V3. Guys, make sure to check back regularly to stay up to date, get some insider tips, learn what it takes to really get to the next level, and stay elevated. Hey guys, today on the podcast we have Olivia Taldone. Uh, Olivia is actually our rep at Tesla, uh, so she is the Northwest Regional Account Manager, uh, managing all of California on up to Canada. Um, pretty exciting stuff today. We get into just kind of batteries and the future of energy and, and energy technology. Uh, we dive into why Tesla is set up actually more as a energy storage company as opposed to a car company, how a lot of people perceive it. Um, what's the culture like at Tesla? Uh, we obviously talk about the new Cybertruck that was just released, and we do a, a pretty good deep dive uh, for everybody just to kind of help them level up their skills when they're selling batteries, specifically when they're selling the Powerwall, uh, or Powerwall 2, I should say. Uh, so hope everybody learned something and enjoys the show. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, really excited today. We have Olivia coming from Tesla. Uh, she's in the Eldorado Hills office today doing some training. Uh, glad you could make the time and, and do this. And maybe just for everybody listening, you can kind of introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit, little bit about your background, how long you've been with Tesla. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for letting me uh, come on the show. I'm really yeah. excited. This is my first, <laughs> awesome. first podcast. Yeah, I'm going right. to be famous now, um, but not as famous as Elon with the Cybertruck. Right. Yeah. Cybertruck just came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, so side note, but... My name is Olivia Taldone, and I um, I am your certified installer regional account manager. So that means that I manage all of our certified installers in the Pacific Northwest. Awesome. So that's from Northern California up through Western Canada and as far east as Montana, Wyoming. Wow. So, Great. Um, but I've been in this position specifically for about two and a half years, mm -hmm. but prior to that, so I've been actually working for Tesla almost four years. <clears throat> and, oh, wow. Um, in that I was actually the program manager for the Powerwall program for North Americas. So okay. a lot of the resources that your team has today, I helped create, which yeah. is pretty neat. That's awesome. Um, but I also not just have, I don't only have background on energy storage, but I actually used to work for Solar City. That's right, yeah. So I used to work for Solar City doing solar sales, so I'm very familiar mm -hmm. on, on how to sell and where we've come from and the, on the way to how to sell solar. But it's very interesting, as we'll talk probably more about today is how to sell batteries, mm -hmm. especially in our area up here in PG&E with all the blackouts happening. Yeah. So we can go into that. But yeah, awesome. very excited well, yeah, to be I'm, here. I'm super excited to, to dive into it. Um, and just, yeah, on the, the Cybertruck note, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I put in a, an order payment last <laughs> night. It's only $100 and I have three years to figure out whether or not I actually want to pull the trigger. So um, awesome. But just, yeah, jump jumping into things. Um, I think that's pretty fitting just that you've kind of started in the, the solar space and moved more towards the, the energy space. So why does it, yeah, why does it make sense to move towards storage solutions 
in conjunction with solar as opposed to like just solar? Well, there's a lot of misconceptions when you're talking to customers and you mm-hmm. customer gets solar and you ask them, you put them all in a room and you ask them, hey, you know, how many of you think when the, when the power goes out that your solar is going to keep working? And right. 90% of them say, mm-hmm. oh yeah, of course it will, right? Yeah. Why, why not? It's just an automatic thing that they say, oh, the sun's shining, mm-hmm. I have a solar system, my solar should, should keep producing, I right. should be okay. And so what's interesting is that that's a false claim, right? It doesn't work. So for me, the interest in batteries came from multiple reasons, but like Mm -hmm. that's the biggest one for for customers to know that their solar can work after the grid goes down. Yeah. Um, The the reason that, you know, I think I got into solar space in general is that I kind of, I have the same why as as Tesla Mm -hmm. to to help the world transition to sustainable energy. Mm. So I knew in high school that I wanted to do something with electric vehicles or solar and energy storage because I took AP environmental science Mm. actually in high school. And I would go home every day and tell my parents, did you know that this thing is dying or like we're we're doing so so such and such carbon dioxide you know a year and my just my parents were just glossy they just mm-hmm. hadn't heard of any of this because they hadn't sure. been educated on it and so I just didn't know I had that passion until yeah. I started studying for it yeah. and uh, went to school for it so have you been able to to kind of help them see the light I know that can be a very polarizing it, topic. it is. They they see the light, but guess what? So I'm originally from Florida, so I live out here okay. in California now, but my parents still live there. And so uh, as sunny as Florida is, they're actually quite backward, backwards. They're, right. Most of the people, if you think about it, you go to Florida to retire, right? Sure. So you've got a lot of people who have known about the utilities. They believe sure. in the utilities, stabilized grid, right. the solar and energy storage. There's new technology. They don't trust it. Yeah. Right and oh, it's not going to work for me or these sorts of things. So my parents have, they've seen the light, but only still slightly. I mean, their 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 friends will come back on them and say, hey, well, I don't understand this or this doesn't make sense. So then I have to keep. It's just right. We all have to pitch together because we're all working towards this one goal. Sure. Right. Even all all solar um, installers, all energy storage providers, like we we love our competitors because. They're, they're doing what we want, right? Yeah. We're, we're trying to help totally. customers. Yeah, right? that's that's exactly how we feel at V3. Is right. like we don't, our, our goal isn't to be the only player in this space. Like there, there has to be competition. It helps drive and fuel innovation. Right, same, same with Powerwall. Yeah. I mean, the Powerwall, if we didn't have any competitors going to the space, we would just continue with the same Powerwall. Yeah. But it was really interesting that I went to Solar Power International, the National mm. Solar Conference every right. year. Guess what the talk of the town was? It wasn't solar. Yeah. The talk of the town was batteries. Right. Yeah. So there's a bunch of competitors coming in onto the battery space, but DC Couple versus where Tesla Powerwall is AC Couple, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. We kind of laughed a little bit afterwards because we're like, why doesn't somebody just literally copy our Powerwall? Right. It's AC coupled, and there's so many benefits that we'll probably go into a little bit later in the podcast, but it's yeah. just kind of funny to see that at a solar conference, right. the highest talked thing was storage. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I, de- I definitely want to dive into that because right. you guys have something really unique going on there that, that again, it's, it's you know, once it's been done, I can look at it and be like, yeah, this is a no-brainer, right. but no one else, you know, has, has thought of it. Right. Um, but yeah, no, so, so let's table that. Um, uh, we, we talked a little bit when I, a few of us got the opportunity to visit the Gigafactory, which was an awesome tour. Thank you for, for hosting that for us, by the way. Um, and, and you had mentioned this idea that like moving forward in the future, Tesla is going to be looked at as 
less of like where it is now, which is, you know, most people hear Tesla, they think car company, uh, more so as an energy storage company. And, and obviously with, you know, batteries be and storage options becoming more, more ubiquitous, mm-hmm. um, I can see how that, you know, that market is going to grow and how that space is going to, you know, just kind of proliferate the market. I'm totally mispronouncing that. But mm-hmm. what, yeah, from your point of view, like, why do you hold that? view and and what do you see kind of for the future do we need to do a, uh, a safe harbor statement first? yeah right it's all proprietary yeah. no no I, I it's it was kind of nice because it was a couple quarters ago where mm-hmm. our previous cto jb Straubel, who helped start tesla in the beginning um he had said worldwide i mean it was on the quarterly earnings call and so everybody can tap in and hear it and he says he believes within the next five to ten years that the energy side of tesla will be greater than the vehicle side Mm -hmm. and it's because it's this energy side is just starting to become it's become not only profitable for the for our business and for others but also people are starting to adopt it people are starting to believe in it and it's just really untapped right now that's why he thinks it can grow and to be bigger is because there's so much still left um, availability to expand, mm-hmm. right? Think about our, so we have power walls for residential, right? Yeah. Then we have power pack, which is for commercial industrial. Right. So power walls, 13.5 kilowatt hours energy capacity for one. Yeah. Power pack, one pod. So basically you take the power wall, turn it sideways, stack 16 of them on there. Wow. One pod is about 234 kilowatt hours. And that weighs like two or 3,000 pounds. Yeah. So now you can stack 10 of those for one inverter. You get a pretty darn huge system, right? Yeah. A couple megawatt hours. Now, for utility scale, we came out with something called Megapack. Mm. Megapack, we were losing to other competitors because with the power pack, they're individual pods, right? So they, okay. you have to take the transportation, take them out, wire them in. It's gotcha. a lot of labor. Now with the Megapack, it's literally just one big pack. It's about the size of the... Um, you have your truck, the semi truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, carry in the back, right? Right. So you cargo, let it, cargo, container. Car yeah. conta- cargo container. So you put the mega pack in there, and you drive it to wherever it needs to go, and then you just literally take out the mega pack, plug in a few wires, wow. and then you're ready to go. Wow. And it's about this. It'll like fill one up. It'll fill one up. It's wow. huge. Okay. Yeah. And so it's I think massive. they start at like two megawatt hour. I mean, it's huge. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to look up what that is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah mega pack is new, and that's something that we're doing. So okay. we're in a lot of. The point is, we're in a lot of different spaces. We're we're doing yeah. residential. We're doing. Um, commercial, we're doing yeah. utility scale, right. and so that's why I think there's so much potential for the energy side to get bigger than the car side. Yeah. Okay. And then I I don't want to go too far off, but yeah. just obviously that that kind of jogs my memory. Like in somewhat recent news, I, I know like you guys did some massive installations in in Australia. Yeah. Which was actually pretty funny how that all went down. Uh-huh. Uh, and then also Puerto Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. To, to help out with their grid and. And just after, you know, post-hurricane. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. post-hurricane Maria, right, their utility was completely gone. Everybody had generators, but guess what? Yeah. Their generators lasted them a week, maybe, right. right? And then guess what happened? They have to fill up their generators with fuel, which they couldn't find, yeah. right? It was, there was a, became a fuel crisis. So yeah. there's actually a picture, if you go online and Google, that they made a Tesla giant sign on the ground that you could see oh, from the wow. helicopter and saying, please send Tesla. Wow. Because people were desperate for for energy yeah. there. So so it's Super just cool. and it's it's pretty cool because Elon, 
he's a visionary, but then he also wants to help the world. Mm -hmm. And we totally had these goals for the, the cars, to be able to make the cars and to be able to make enough power walls. But hey, he totally stopped everything. He was like, no, we need to put more energy and yeah. time into sending power walls overseas to help these people yeah. than help the people who are in the States. And so people were getting mad because it was like, oh, I ordered this right. power wall. And now you're telling me it's a nine month lead. Sure. Well, hey, you know, you got to understand yeah. that these people really need, we have power, right? right? And you yeah. got to give it to the people. So it's kind of nice that Elon Musk does <coughs> some sort of sometimes humanitarian sort of yeah. efforts as well, yeah. which the, our, the us, the Tesla employees, we are like, oh, he'll tweet something, right. and then nobody else knows it's going to happen, and then all the employees have to do whatever he says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, totally. make it work. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, okay, and then so so with the installation that you guys did in in Puerto Rico and in Australia, yeah. was yeah. that the was that the Mega Packs or were that no, that was just okay. the 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 CNI the Power Packs. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so those the Power Packs or sorry Mega Packs are like really new. Yeah, really new, only okay. a couple months old. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, That's so it's cool. exciting to see how we can get into that space and help um, utilities go more green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. Um, so I, I wanna dive in, uh, obviously I wanna get into some like kind of more practical sales training stuff here, but okay. first just, uh, as far as like Tesla goes, let's start kind of like mission statement. You kind of alluded to it earlier, like what, yeah, what's that, what's the ethos of, Tesla all about for those that don't know? For those that don't know, the ethos of Tesla, like our why is to transition the world into, you know, to be more sustainable, mm -hmm. to sustainable energy, right? Yeah. And what's kind of funny is that Elon said that he, his whole, originally when he started Tesla, his mm -hmm. dream was for the gasoline um, market to, to go electric, yeah. right? To take these gas cars and make them cleaner and better for the environment. Yeah. And I think it was like a year or two ago when all of the competitors, big companies mm -hmm. like Ford and GM are starting to put out electric vehicles. He's yeah. like, I could technically die today. I My dream, my original dream has been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Obviously now he's got more dreams. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he wants us to go to the moon. Um, he wants us to go to Mars, yeah. right? I mean, we, I mean, you want to meet like people onto onto the moon or around yeah, yeah. the moon, like, and like uh, like commercial. Yeah, parts, commercial, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's got SpaceX, um, the Boring Company, mm -hmm. right, to dig underground, and he wants to be able to increase transportation. I mean, his first place, right, between San Francisco and LA. Yeah. And if he can pull that off, then who knows where else he's going to sure. go with that? Yeah. Right. So he he's a visionary, and all of his companies have the same goal. Yeah. Right. He wants to make the world better. Right. Uh, more sustainable. Yeah. Well, and the, and the one like we don't have to dive into it, but like Neuralink. Neuralink. I forgot about there. Neuralink. Yeah. yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. Like, I'll be a beta. beta <laughs> um, okay. Well, that that's that's awesome. Uh, how would you like? Yeah. How would you describe the culture at Tesla? Like, obviously, mm -hmm. um, you guys have a have a really you know big important why. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we we obviously feel the same way at V three. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to kind of see if, is, is there any similarities there? Are there any like stark differences? Like you, you guys obviously have to be very driven, you know, as an organization to accomplish what you accomplish. I know you mentioned that like some people can't hang, you know, they, they come <laughs> in and they're like, all right, this is too much. And you go yeah. find a, you know, slower, uh, you know, kind of nine to five type job. Right. Um, so what is, yeah, what is that culture like? How would you describe it? The culture <coughs> is... Both amazing 
and intimidating at the yeah. same time. <laughs> yeah. You you feel very privileged isn't the right word because if you don't work hard and you don't do your thing, they will find somebody else to replace you. Right. Right. But you feel special in the fact that you get to work on your mission and Elon's mission, which is so many other people's mission as well to help this to help the world, right? Yeah. In that sort of sense. And so we show up every day knowing that we're doing something meaningful. Mm -hmm. And so I know, and after talking to a lot of people such as you and other people from V3, it's great to hear. I mean, you all wake up, you all know your mission yeah. um, is to help people as well, but with through solar and now through energy storage. Right. So, but it's also very intimidating because Elon is obviously very, very demanding. Yeah. So he expects nothing but the best right. and it can be long hours and kind of churn and burn sometimes if people can't handle the stress right. or the need then you know they'll leave but then guess what like i said there are so many capable people out there who can totally. just bring somebody in and yeah. um, help support yeah well yeah. And, and that makes sense right like it's i think it's important to kind of find the right perspective mm -hmm. when when you have a goal that that's that big, right? right. And, and, you know, for us, it's less, you know, less environmental impact and more like, you know, that idea of challenging the status quo. And, right. and you have these yeah. you know, monopoly uh, utility companies that don't give people any choice. Like, right. that's what we're trying to do is, is bring choice to these people. And it's that's this... a really good point. Yeah, we... Um, you know, shout out to, to Good to Great. I think I reference it on 50% of the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal, like, <laughs> it is the epitome of a BHAG. You know, uh, you look at the the control and, and how much... Okay. Yeah, just how much of a stranglehold these companies like PG&E and, and Edison have on the, the utility space. Like, and for us, you know, we're still little as far as things go. Be like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be <laughs> the ones to disrupt this, you know, or one of the... The companies out there to disrupt this space um you know you have yeah. to have people that are committed to that cause right. and that are willing to you know leave it all in the field essentially so yeah you know. no that's 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 awesome and and because <laughs> similar with with tesla i mean there's there's always people trying to put us down i mean we have yeah. a, we have the same enemy right quote unquote enemy yeah, which right. is the the utility right yeah. which you're talking about choices but so not only do these you know, big utilities have all this money and political mm -hmm. power, but right, all of these big gasoline, you know, big oil companies as well. So Tesla, the reason why we, we, we really, really strive and work long hours to do this is because there are so many ways that we can fail mm -hmm. and all these people want us to fail. Yeah. But the employees, we come in every day and say, no, we won't. Yeah. Like, this is how. Like, I want to work hard so we don't fail. Yeah. And Tesla stock, we all see it, it goes up and down and crazy, oh, which yeah. we weird ways. But right. Well, um, yeah, this morning it's tanking. It's tanking. It's like, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I told one of the, <laughs> one of the guys on my team, because um, we always, you know, we always talk about Tesla. And he's like, yeah, it's, you know, in free fall. Like, well, you should probably buy some because <laughs> when they release the, you know, reservations the on the Cybertruck, yeah. those numbers. Yeah. You know, especially considering it's a hundred dollars versus a thousand on right. Model Three, I right. imagine right. they'll they'll have pretty good numbers to show. But sorry, the point is, it goes yeah. up and it goes down. It's going to go back up. It's going to go probably back down. the The point is, is that Tesla's a long term company. If you think yeah. about all these competitors going into the car side, 
great, bring it on, but guess what? Guess what you don't have? You don't have hundreds of thousands of superchargers across the nation, right. across the world. Yeah. So if people want to travel long distances, oh, you can tell them they have to go charge at a slow charging station, that's going to take them eight hours? Yeah. Nobody's going to do that, yeah, right? No so nobody's talking about, so, so when Tesla brings out a product, they think two steps ahead. Yeah. Like they didn't bring out the Teslas without fully thinking, oh, wow, we have to have a charging infrastructure yeah. to help all these people. Otherwise, it will never get mass marketed. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's really important for, for people to think about. It's just like we're always trying to think two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Yeah. And that's why it's it's such an interesting culture. Yeah. But it's an amazing company to be a part of. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Well, th- thanks for sharing. I want to I just jump on, on a thread there Yeah. Um, just before we move on. Like, I have my own theories on, on this, mm-hmm. um, but I, I want to see if you've thought about this and, and if you have thoughts as far as like, you know, why, why are the utility companies, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the spot that they're in, why are they not scrambling mm-hmm. to, to make some changes, um, to like retain the market that they built? Like, you know, why aren't they moving faster and further into the renewable space? Why aren't they you know, investing in better infrastructure? Why aren't they thinking, you know, a couple steps ahead? Yeah, so I think, especially in California with these big monopolies, Mm -hmm. you have to think about where they've come from and what's Mm -hmm. the probably average age of workers who who work there. And you look at the the top down, you know, who's managing and who are the the shareholders and, like, who's on that committee. I mean, I... I don't want to say things out of turn, but it's probably most likely old white men, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Who don't really understand where we're at. They don't understand that if they don't move forward, they don't move forward with solar and renewable energy and storage that they're going to be behind. They yeah. think that, you know, they've got all this political and money behind them mm-hmm. and saying that, hey, you know, we've done so well for so many years. Why change? They're yeah. they're reluctant to change, mm-hmm. and change is hard, right? Yeah. I was, I mean, totally. talking. I was a sales rep with for solar. I mean, yeah. you're bringing on this battery system that adds complication to my sale. Mm-hmm. It's complicated, but then you take away that sort of fear, and you bring it in and say, hey, actually, this is going to actually help me sell more, right? Because I understand what it does, and I understand what it can do for the customer. Yeah. But I think the hardest part is when. Um, and I appreciate that from sales reps that they don't understand something, they won't sell it. And I love that. But like, here, yeah. let me take some time for you to understand so that you can educate your customer. Because your yeah. customer's not going to be educated on it. They're going to yeah. be the one pushing back on you and you have to be ready for that. Yeah. Totally. So so I think um, you know, Tesla's doing a good job of trying to expand education on all these things. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's that's really important. Um, I Yeah, I, I want to just... that I think that's a great point. Um I think a big part of why these guys are, are slow to adopt and, yeah. and adapt, like just to segue on what, what you said with, you know, this top down yeah. uh, approach, like, uh-huh. you know, these are publicly traded companies right. and, and they think in quarters and not in years and decades. And, right. you know, a lot of, I don't know, some people might not realize that like these, these CEOs, you know, their, their tenure might not be super long mm-hmm. and they get nice, big, fat, golden right. parachutes yeah. when they leave if the stock price is doing well. Right. And, and likely if they were to make these moves where, you know, they're thinking 10 years out and mm-hmm. case in point with all the fires, if they had invested in, you know, infrastructure and taken everything right. underground right. in the past, right. we wouldn't be in the 
predicament that we're in. Um, but whoever was at the helm, right, that would have cost so much money. Right. And have had a well, $10 million exactly. exit. You yeah. make a really good point because it's all about profitability. There's so many companies that are, almost all companies, are right. about short-term gains. Yeah. And Tesla comes in saying, no, 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 we're here for the long run. Yeah. Right? Where these big utilities, big companies are saying, no, we want short-term, we want to be profitable. Like, right. look, Tesla, they're not profitable, so they're not going to make it. That's, yeah. right, that's not, it's not apples to apples and mm. it's not fair to say. So yeah. we have... Uh, three gigafactories currently, one in Sparks, Nevada, one in Buffalo, New York, and then Shanghai is going to mm-hmm. be ready to go here way faster than they thought. Yeah. I think late, uh, early next year, which is yeah. we're going to start making their actual first cars, yeah. um, which is amazing. And then they just announced that Berlin is going to be <coughs> the place of their gigafactory for. Yeah. And so That's we're going to keep growing, right? So the point is, the reason that we haven't been profitable or going up and down of profitability is because we're investing in our future. We're investing right. in these gigafactories yeah. that are going to be able to produce, once they're up and running, more yeah. Um, than anybody else is going to be able to do, right. especially on the car side in the competition. Yeah. 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 Well, the, and the crazy thing is, I've I've heard, um, I've heard Elon in in interviews, like, in a sense, like I, I don't think this is verbatim, but like, you know, insinuate like, hey, it might not be a great idea to buy Tesla stock because of the volatility, like, because of the you know the way that. The, mm. the Tesla, you know, shorts and naysayers kind of <laughs> manipulate the, the market. Uh, but then on the other hand, I've, I've you know, heard from uh, like ARK Invest. They, they have a great podcast. Uh, Elon Musk did an interview with them and mm-hmm. they're so bullish. They're like, yeah, you know, it's trading at 200 to $300 a share. Um, we think that this is potentially like a $4,000 right. per share stock in the next you know decade. Right. Um, which that's what I'm banking on. That's why I'm, that's why I'm invested. <laughs> that's but, why you're invested. Yeah, so. I think I, I would agree with you. We all we all believe that it's going to be a long term stock, and if yeah. you just it's hard to, but you put your head down. That's what we do day to day, and we just know there's that end term goal, and that's what we're all striving for. Yeah, totally. Well, let's let's jump in. Um, okay. I just want to get into kind of that practical sales training we okay. we mentioned. Um, you know, again, a couple of us had the opportunity at the Gigafactory to get a, a presentation. Uh, you just did a quick walkthrough for the team in El Dorado Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, those are super informative. Uh, I, I know you use a lot of slides, and we can probably link some stuff out in the show notes for people. Yeah. And I know that we're, we're handing out some of the slide decks to the sales managers to share. Uh, but maybe we can just, like, walk through. Um, like, I, I can just basically hand the mic over to you, and you can mm-hmm. kind of take it, take it away. Uh, maybe just as a jumping-off point, like, what would you say is like Tesla's value prop versus the the competition? And, and we don't have to name the competition, but mm. we know who they are. Um, where do they come in, or I guess how do they come in ahead of the game? Okay, yeah, I'm happy to happy to kind of take over. And so, so in general, talking about storage is where I started off in the presentation. Is just mm-hmm. year over year from last year, from 2018 to 2019, energy storage deployments were up 232 percent. Wow. And now serious it's growth. that's serious growth. Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane. But then think about all these recent PG&E outages has spiked the interest for energy storage sure. in general. Powerwall, yeah. of course, a lot as well. Yeah. But just at energy storage in general. And so I'm really excited to see the graph for next year about yeah. maybe it's probably going to be more like 300, 400%. Sure. Right? And then as well, if you take a look at where the market is going for energy storage um, from... Um, 
GTM research, it says U.S. energy storage will be a $4.8 billion market in 2024. Wow. So, exactly. It's four years, right? That's, you blink, it'll be here by then. So, if people aren't getting into storage, um, then you're you're missing out on all that that market share. So, you're going to be falling behind. Yeah. Um, Well, and I think more importantly, just not not necessarily providing the best options to your customers. Right, exactly. Now that you make a very good point because we all want the best mm-hmm. option for our customers yeah. and it's important for you to believe that what you're selling is. <clears throat> and so with with the Tesla, we are AC coupled. So that means that the power coming in is AC, it's converted to DC and stored as DC, then converted back out as AC. So with all those conversions, it only loses about a little less than 10% in all of that, wow. which is pretty, pretty amazing because yeah. I believe our competitors, they're DC coupled and they still lose about 10% okay. as well. So we're on par with them, yeah. even with all of our conversions. Okay. I, I don't want to throw you off, but can we dive into that? Like, what's yeah. the what's the efficacy of, of AC coupling versus DC coupling? Yeah, sure, sure. So with our AC coupled battery, mm-hmm. it's very nice because if you have customers, that, let's just say for these past couple of years, if you've been with V3 very, very long, or even if you've been with V3 for a couple months and you've only sold them solar, solar mm-hmm. you can actually go back and say, hey, dear customer, doesn't matter what solar inverter you have, we can put a Powerwall battery mm-hmm. on your home. What That's really great, great right? Yeah. Because if you're doing with a DC battery, um, you ha- they are only allow certain inverters. And so okay. with if anybody has been around in this storage business for a little while, it's been a couple of years, but Powerwall 1 came out. Powerwall 1 was DC coupled. Uh, and so we decided, because SolarEdge was probably the biggest uh, inverter company, most profound, so yeah. we're like, okay, we have a DC coupled battery, let's, let's partner up with SolarEdge. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a disaster because we were pointing fingers. So we would uh, we would do a um, over-the-year update because that's how our batteries get, get better and better, and I'll go into sure. that. But we would do an update, and then it wouldn't talk with the SolarEdge inverter. Or the SolarEdge inverter would do an update, and it wouldn't talk with Tesla. Mm-hmm. So SolarEdge was pointing fingers at us, and we were pointing fingers at, at, uh, at SolarEdge. Right. And so it was just... It just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so Elon, after a couple months, I mean, it was probably maybe six months where the DC was out. Elon said, wow. hey, this is this is not good. This is, we've got to scrap this. We've got to do make something totally revolutionary that is not going to have this issue. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, let's do the AC coupled. So what we did is we took the same inverter that's actually in our vehicles and put it mm-hmm. inside the Tesla Powerwall. Nice. So inside the Tesla Powerwall is this inverter that is able to convert the electricity because electricity is actually stored in DC. Right. So it's stored in the Powerwall as DC, but you convert it back out, right? Um, and then the the other amazing thing about our battery system is that it has a liquid thermal management system. It's okay. another word for it is like antifreeze. It's sure. amazing, right? Yeah. It, it's a glycol water mix, but the amazing thing is that it's plated on the back Okay. Of, of the Powerwall cells. So mm. there's about 1,020, 2170 cells yeah. in the Powerwall. And this this glycol, glycol water mixture is plated against each and every cell. So it heats them up if they're too cold mm-hmm. or it cools them down if they're too cold. A lot of our competition, mm. actually all of the rest of our competition, only has a fan oh, at wow. best 
or radiator, that's going to blow hot or cold air into the cells and hopefully wow. they warm them up, right, or cool yeah. them down. So we have the largest opera operating temperature range. It's from negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit to 122 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's because of our, our proprietary liquid thermal management system. Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. So what, what happens, like, obviously, I would imagine if, if for, for the competitors um, that fall outside of their, their range, does that damage the battery? Does it decrease performance? Like... Um, so I believe with our competitors, if it's outside that, the well, temperature outside rate, like their specific, their specific ones, yeah, it's pretty, it's yeah, like, but for them, they, they probably have the same sort of thing. Like if it's mm -hmm. out of our, so it's, if it's hotter than 122 degrees Fahrenheit, it's a safety mechanism that will, it'll just shut it down. Gotcha. Right. And if it's colder than negative four degrees, it's a safety mechanism to make sure it doesn't f literally actually yeah. freeze the batteries yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> to make them inoperable. It yeah. will it will shut itself down. Um, but because right our mm -hmm. competitors have even smaller ones, there's a less amount of customers that they can offer their batteries yeah. to. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah. So anybody that lives in cold climate or, or hot climate, it, it's kind of a no brainer. Kind of a no-brainer, and yeah. you just don't have to worry about it. And the power walls are actually really safe, despite what everybody probably preconceived notions are too. Because sure. if you think about it, it's 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 a little silly in my mind because the as we learned, remember we talked about it yesterday in the uh, Cybertruck release. Mm -hmm. If anybody watched it, you know Elon Musk said that you know they've been making. Um, trucks the same way for about a, a hundred years and yeah. um, Ford F-150 is is basically right now one of the highest selling yeah. vehicles. Yeah, right? highest in the U.S. Highest in the U.S., yeah. exactly. So the F-150 actually has three times more energy content than the mm. Tesla Powerwall does. So it's actually, if it's fueled with gas or actually the less amount of gas, the more gaseous uh, molecules in there, the higher chance it actually that your F Ford one fifty could catch fire yeah. than the Powerwall. Same with you have a propane tank that's two times as much energy content right. and possibility for that to catch fire. Same with actually having a, an actual gasoline tank there yeah. in, in your in your garage. So yeah. it's kind of funny that people think and they they've we've had fires with our Tesla vehicles. So right. I get that. So but that's a vehicle that's moving possibly 100 miles per hour sure. and can yeah. run into other things. Yeah. Well, I think when, when we were at the yeah. Giga factory, it was like a, within the week prior, somebody had crashed their Tesla, like literally into a like a brick wall mm -hmm. doing like 110 miles an hour. Right. And the car like caught on fire, exploded, and people freaked out. And it's like, well, what do you expect to happen? Like, Right. And it's just funny. It's the everyday a, a gas fire vehicle yeah. is caught on fire, but it never makes the news because right. it's it's old news. Yeah, mm -hmm. guess what? And yeah. I actually, I think it was a month and a half ago, I was going down the freeway and I saw a car burnt to a crisp wow. and it was just a normal gasoline vehicle. Yeah. Didn't make news. Yeah. Yeah. So power walls are very safe. Um, the reason, another reason why they're very safe is because the cells themselves mm -hmm. are the way that they are configured is that they are individually fused. Okay. So if one cell for some reason decides to um, somehow, and it's actually impossible, but if it somehow gets gets that it's not functioning correctly, it <clears throat> actually will disconnect from its neighbor. Okay. So what they call sometimes what happens if it, they were not individually fused, one, one cell catches on fire, 
then it'll spread to the next, spread to the next, spread to the next. So that's called thermal runway. Gotcha. So our power walls are designed specifically to not to allow that, that to yeah. prevent that. Great. Yeah. And um, I, I might be putting you on the spot here, but what was the statistic that you gave us at the Gigafactory? Wasn't it something like one out of like, what was it, like 100,000 or a million like cells will have an issue like, and, and they'll just disconnect and the people don't even know it? Oh yeah, I had that specific statistic that it, I think it was one out of a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cells, and so there's about a thousand twenty in power walls, and there's about four thousand in like a Model S, for example. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it's just they will just, disconnect, and then you just yeah, you, know, you don't even, you don't even really know yeah. because it's one cell out of the X it's many. Not it's, range. Exactly. Or capacity not much. But we're always monitoring our our power walls twenty four seven, and mm -hmm. so we also give that monitoring ability to our certified installers. So mm -hmm. they can look and Great. see if the power wall is not functioning, and we're also seeing it. So sometimes the certified installer will actually catch it before our team, but most of the time the sort of the the Tesla support team says, "Hey, certified installer, like this system isn't up and running. Yeah. Something's going going on. You know, let's let's figure this out together." Great. Yeah. Let's jump into um, just some of the like like we talked about kind of the why of Tesla. Like yeah. Let's jump into like the why of of the power wall. Yeah. Like, okay. Why, yeah. What's Obviously, from a sales standpoint, you know people don't typically make decisions based on logic mm. as much as some of us may may like them to. A lot of times, it's emotionally driven. So, right. what are some of the like, you know, whys or uh, some of those things that our sales reps could use with customers? Yeah, I think I think when it when it comes to Powerwall, and it it really comes back to sales, mm -hmm. how to sell. And it really comes back to the discovery questions, right? Yeah. The customer's got a problem. You have to ask questions to figure out how to, how to fix it, yeah. right? And so you want to be sure to start off with asking a lot of questions. Dig in. Why are you interested in solar is kind of my mm -hmm. initial one. Because that right there opens it up and allows the customer to talk. As we all know, in sales, you want to ask questions, let the customer talk, and you listen. Yeah. So if... if for example, the, cust the customer says, oh, well, I'm interested in solar because I'm in an area where I get a lot of blackouts, right? right. And I have kids and I mm -hmm. want to be safe. And so the sales rep knows then, wow, okay, they just gave me these triggers. I'm going to now talk about how the power wall can back up right. and keep your home safe. And now I'm going to talk about Stormwatch mode. So Stormwatch yeah. mode is an awesome mode that's an over-the-air update that we sent out. So over-the-air updates is something that we do that is reason why we want your battery connected to the internet. So yeah. because over-the-air updates, similar to our cars, makes your power wall, makes your car better. It's unbelievable. It's a unique concept, right? Most people think you get a car, as soon as you drive it off a lot, it depreciates in value. Mm -hmm. Well, the car actually gets better over time. You know, we were just talking about earlier that we just got an update saying our, our cars ha are more efficient and have... Yeah. 5% faster. faster. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just Which crazy. Opposite of any other car. <laughs> right. Other cars get slower. Right, it's, yeah. It's it was amazing. And so with the Powerwall, with, with Stormwatch mode, we like to say is like the people who buy, who bought the Powerwall initially two and a half years ago have the same Powerwall as they do today. Not mm -hmm. many people can say people who bought a product two and a half years ago have the same product. Yeah. How often do people go through iPhones? Shoot. Right. Six months, nine months, year, yeah. right? I mean, people love getting the newest technology. Right. Well, because sometimes the software updates don't allow you to keep sure. your old ones, right? Yeah, yeah. So with Tesla, we we, we we want these over the updates. We want yeah. to keep make you still be successful with the power wall you have. Yeah. Um, so the Stormwatch mode, getting back to Stormwatch mode. 
This is for all the customers that are in these PG&E areas. Mm -hmm. Guess what? So the Powerwall is being <clears throat> is now going to be alerted by these PG&E fire like fire alerts or, or yeah. blackout warnings. And let's just say your Powerwall isn't fully charged. Now, it, storm watch mode gets triggered, and it will charge from whatever means necessary to get you up to 100%. Yep. So you're ready in backup yep. mode for those those yeah. those possible chances of you going into a yeah. blackout. So so obviously it'll pull from the solar system. Right. Will it pull from the grid as well to get it? It will charging? if it has to. Okay. So we like yeah. to say we like to preface normally where the grid Norm is on, right. it will only charge from the solar. Yeah. But it, well, and you can yeah. set preferences as far as how it. Yeah, there's 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 multiple modes. So stormwatch mode, you're already opted in. Yeah. Like you can opt out. I don't know sure. why a customer would want to well, opt yeah. out. You don't want to be in a blackout. Right. You want to battery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So most people love the stormwatch mode. Um, I think everybody loves the stormwatch mode. Mm -hmm. But then there's backup only mode. Mm -hmm. So that's just if some customer is just completely wanting it as if they wanted the generator, right? Yeah. They just want it to be there 100% all the time in backup. Right. Um, then there's self-powered mode. So self-powered mode is really cool. It kind of gives you a little bit of both. It helps you mm -hmm. with being more green because self-powered mode, the easiest way I like to explain it is just being able to use your solar at night. So yeah. you, your, your sun is shining. The sun, the solar is going to be going into your battery. Guess what? The sol, the sun will set, <laughs> and instead of pulling energy at night from the grid, guess what? Now you're pulling energy from your battery. So it's right. clean energy, guilt-free use of energy yeah, yeah. at night, which is really cool. Totally. Um, and then we have a third one, which is called the fancy name is advanced time-based control. Okay. What does that mean? It's actually a fancy name for TOU arbitrage. Gotcha. All right. So with our app, which is another key differentiator I didn't mention earlier to compare mm -hmm. to our competitors, um, with our app, you can actually set your rate schedule, your customer's rate schedule, the mm -hmm. peak and off-peak times. Mm -hmm. So I like to call it set and forget. Yeah, you yeah. set it in, and then the gateway, which is the automatic transfer switch, or AKA the brain, yeah. you have one gateway per Powerwall system. Right. Um, the gateway knows exactly when you're paying those high electricity prices and when you're not. Yeah. So let's just say day to day, it's I think PG&E is three to three to nine. I think is the peak peak times. I think so. Yeah. Um, so during those peak hours, you'll actually be pulling energy from your power wall instead of the grid. That's so great. guess what? You're you're saving twenty, thirty cents a kilowatt hour yeah. during those peak times when you would be paying those high prices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is an important idea for everybody that is selling in PG&E territory right. to understand because. Um, Edison moved, you know, like mandate forcing everyone over to time of use. Right. Um, and I think it's October where they're they're rolling it out to everybody. Right now, anybody who opts into solar switches to solar automatically enrolled into to time of use. So having that battery and having that flexibility is super important for those people. Oh, so, it's extremely important. And yeah. and and SCE, their um, peak times become keep becoming later and later. Yeah. So when this kind of when you're not really able to utilize your solar sure. very yeah. much, right? So yep. down south, it's actually silly. Like it's economically it, it doesn't make sense, doesn't make sense yeah. to to have solar and batteries. Yeah. So it's it's really selling down there. I mean, I think it's about fifty percent attachment rate. Yeah. So half of the half of the solar proposals automatically have yeah. have the batteries. So I yeah. think I want us to get there. I think 
in California eventually we will we'll be 100%. So Hawaii is yeah. 100% right now. If you have okay. solar, you have to get a battery yeah. because there's zero export. Yeah. Um, but I also feel That's like, right, yeah. right? So I, always, I also feel like California, we will get there in the next five to 10 years where yeah. we can hopefully have that 100% attachment rate because it's the best, it's just the best sure. option for the customer. Yeah. They're going to totally. get the most. most well, I, I feel like honestly, um, yeah. like it, it, you know, it does make sense, but I feel like PG&E is likely to force that. Yeah. Sooner than, oh. than it would organically happen. For sure. I mean, so whatever happens usually in the SCE, the other utilities right. follow it. Yep. So I know that PG&E is already looking at it because sure. it just makes sense. And from coming from the utility side, that's why SCE did it. SCE, I mean, there's probably multiple reasons, but right. like people, us solar people, we like to think that they did it to spite the solar. Oh, yeah. But if you really there's think about it. clearing war Right. Yeah, they're clearing <laughs> war on us. But yeah. if you dig down a little bit further, a little bit further, you you do realize that everybody's home during those yeah. times, right? Between it, five to eight or so. Yeah, it economically makes it, sense it, for them. It, it, yeah. it economically makes sense for them to push those peak mm -hmm. peak times later and later, which doesn't help the solar. Doesn't, yeah. Right. Or the customer. Or the customer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't help the customer, and that's who we're trying to help. Yeah. So if SE is adopting it, PG&E is going to say, "Oh wow, okay, well I see why you did that. Yeah. I see how much." you know, more, more money you're, you're, you're making, like, I want to adopt that. So yeah. that is coming. People don't know this, but like, it is coming. It's being talked about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a year, could be two years, but it's coming. Yeah. So you're, you're helping your customer out by giving them, proposing them a, a solar plus power wall deal. Right. When you first talk to them, because if, mm -hmm. what I like to say is like, you should go in talking to the customer saying, Hey, I know you're interested in, in um, sustainable energy, right? Well, here, here is your proposal. Here is your solution. Yeah. Like here, here's your solar, and here's your energy storage system. Like you can become your own mini power plant. Right. You can control your own energy in the palm of your hand, right, yeah. through the app. So it says, if if you go ahead and propose it, then if they're not ready for Powerwall, then guess what? You still have your solar deal, mm -hmm. right? It's so much harder to propose solar than all of a sudden. Yeah. Three quarters of the way through it, you you push throw on this, throw something there. else in there. Sticker price shock. They're gonna say, yeah. no way. You're just trying yeah. to upsell me, sure. right? Well, and I, I've been in that scenario yeah. where somebody you know proposes something, and right? A lot of right? times with software, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Right. I'm like, oh, by the way, I yeah, like I told you, we use Salesforce. Yeah. This has to integrate, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And we go through and through it, and they're uh -huh. like, oh, by the way, that's an extra ten thousand dollars a year. Right. And I'm like. Why don't you tell me that yeah, from the get go? In the, in the beginning. Yeah, and it just yeah. kind of destroys some of that trust. So right, it's 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 gaining the trust. Yeah. Um. And so when you go in in with it and believe in it, then it's a lot better. And I actually have a good story. So we had um, a sales rep told me this that he introduced Powerwall and Solar, mm. and it was back in July, and the customer was like, "No, I'm not really ready for it. You know, mm. I don't want that extra expense. That yeah. extra expense," he said. So he still sold them, sold them, sold them the the solar. Yeah. Um, guess what? His power went out three separate times wow. and he has electric heating. So he was oh. in the shower, cold shower for the third week in a row. And he's like, I will write you a blank check for your yeah. power wall system. But guess yeah. what? Guess who he called? He called that sales rep right. who proposed the power yeah. wall to him in the beginning. He didn't totally. go on Google sure. and look who's selling power wall. He yeah. didn't go to Tesla right. and ask, Hey Tesla, I want to buy it directly from you. He went back to the sales rep yeah. who he trusted, who proposed it to him, saying, hey, I want it. Yeah. And I will pay whatever for it, right? I mean, yeah. like that just proves to show that at the time of an outage, you have to paint that picture. It's yeah. hard for people to understand what it feels like yeah. to be 
in that outage. Yeah. Until you sure. give these stories. Yeah. Until well, you and, have a and personal you'd experience. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to say I'm a big fan of cold showers, so I don't <laughs> think you should have. Stuck that, but you, you mentioned those like discovery. most people don't like those. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like those. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't enjoy them, but I, I think they're they're beneficial. Uh-huh. But just that that discovery question, and, right. and uh, we kind of did an exercise here where Koi yeah. um, Koi did a great job, you know, selling this this fake hot tub and kind of like mm-hmm. framing the situation, right? Like, let, let's go out where you're going to put it, and let's let's picture this you know, uh, hot tub in this, in this spot. And so I think that's really beneficial is like, it's the same reason when we're, when we're on the doors and we're pitching, mm-hmm. we ask people, what's your, what's a high summer bill for you? Cause if it's the winter time, mm. likely they're getting like $150 bills. They might jump up to, you know, four or 500 in the summer. Yeah. And you know, people are funny in that like, they're like, yeah, no, our bills aren't very high. It's like, wait, what about the summer? Like, yeah. Oh, 500. Okay. We have different definitions of a high yeah. bill. Like that's a high bill. Yeah. So okay. if you can frame that as like, yeah, you know, just, yeah. How did you feel during the last blackout? Like what right. did you guys do? Yeah. Like, you know, I, a lot of people got hotel rooms, like right. you, got generators. You know. Right. And, and we, we were having, having this discussion about home, like home to everybody mm-hmm. normally feels warm and secure and mm-hmm. safe. But yeah. when your power is gone and you don't have any of that, yeah. then you don't feel safe anymore being right. home. It takes that yeah. a, that that comfortness away, right? Right. Definitely. And so I love that about Koi about how he said, you know, hey, let's go, let's go take a look where that would be, yeah. right? We can fit it right there on the wall. Oh wait, you mean I don't have to take up space in my yard, or I don't have to mm-hmm. take up space here for a generator? No, right. you don't. Like it can hang on your wall. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I think painting the picture, saying the there's a couple. Key words that I that I like that he said like I believe mm-hmm. or we believe right mm-hmm. if you're talking about V3 electric in yeah. in um, um, in general right yeah. um, using the key phrase like imagine yourself in yeah. this sorts of situation now imagine yourself with the power wall yeah. during that outage right um, we talked about security peace of mind empowering the customers to control their own energy yeah. is Definitely. huge um, you still get some economics coming from the power wall. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, we kind of talked this in the beginning of this podcast is like, you've got to ask your customers, maybe off the bat, do you want your solar system to keep working when the grid goes down? Right. I mean, that's, that's huge, right? Yeah. And most times customers are going to be confused and then say, well, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Right. And so this whole discussion, right, has not talked about any facts and figures, how many kilowatt hours, right. Da, 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 right? I mean, that's something that your designers know that mm-hmm. they can figure out how many power walls they need, yeah. that kind of thing. So sometimes you don't have to go into those things. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. funny thing, I, I shouldn't say this, I don't advocate this, mm-hmm. but like when I first started selling, like we didn't have any, like real, we had the system size on the proposals. Like yeah. we didn't have panel types. We didn't mm-hmm. have number of panels. We didn't yeah. have inverters. And I have customers ask me all the time, like, yeah, like, what kind of panels do you guys mm-hmm, use? And, mm-hmm. you know, tongue in cheek, but I, yeah, just ask the install crew and yeah. get out here. Like, you know, because I, and I tell them, like, you know, honestly, it doesn't really matter. You guys are buying the energy. You're not, you're not buying the equipment. A um, little different, obviously, with the power wall. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice. Some people want, you know, that, that peace of mind. And we talked about the insurance. Like, they want right. to know that this battery is going to last, that it's going to, mm-hmm. you know, meet their needs. And, and at the end of the day, like, yeah, we're going to figure out what they need, how big of a, a system, how big of a battery, and make sure that we can get the economics, you know, the best that we can for them. Frankly. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, so what we're talking about is obviously the 
the setting on the emotional triggers. Yeah. And there's going to be some of these geeks, right, that really oh, yeah. want to know energy capacity and how yeah. much continuous power and how many can you string up and right. like these sort of things. So I, that's why I think it's it is smart still for the for the sales reps to understand that. Yeah. But we go from going from a solar sale, which is that's all you talk about the mm-hmm. the IRR, the ROI, right? Yeah. Whereas you want to take that back a little bit now when you're talking about the power wall. Yeah. You talk about all the functions and capabilities and the, like the, the amazing things that it can do to help the customer out. Yeah. Right. Not so much like what, how many kilowatt hours it has and that sort of thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so that the, the last, the last couple of things is that, you know, the frustration with the status quo, yeah. right. You want to focus on that now because PG&E, all these blackouts, right. the, the bankruptcy, and all these other things. Like they, we talked about in the training today, it's like there probably isn't a better time to sell batteries. Yeah. Right. PG&E is basically marketing for us for for batteries, and right. it was actually kind of funny. Side note, PG&E was sent out. They would have a marketing cup on on their cup. It said the off is the new on, oh. and they were meaning like if you leave the room, turn off the light. Yeah. But now with all their blackouts, yeah. like off is the new right. on. And I was dying laughing. And I want to put out like a new one for Tesla Powerwall. On is the new on. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's wild. You know, it's yeah. wild. So. Um, cool. I, I know we're coming up on time. I, yeah. I want to, um, and we may have just covered them all, but yeah. I just want to see if there's any other like objections or, or any other questions that like you've seen a lot of reps face. Um, and then, and then second part, mm-hmm. um, cause we haven't really got much in the fact cause facts and figures. Yeah. I want to jump into the, the S chip cause yeah. there's, there's actually a really cool deal going yeah. on right now. If you do three right. uh, or more power walls. So I just yeah. want to make sure we get that out there. Okay. But, so let's start with like just questions and objections. So I think the biggest objection is, you know, just like any technology that, you know, I want to wait for it to get better. Yeah. I want to wait for it to get cheaper, mm-hmm. right? And so, okay, the better piece, well, we get we give over-the-air updates, so your power will yeah. get better anyway. Yeah. Um, it's going to get cheaper. Okay, well, maybe, maybe not. Like, we don't know where it's going. It actually may not be, get cheaper because mm-hmm. of the install capacity. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the average age of an electrician now is 58. Mm. So people are not going into the trade anymore. Yeah. So there's really hard to find electricians. So guess yeah. what? That increases your install price. That right. increases the price for the customer. So yeah. as more and more people install solar and energy storage, which is happening, it's a great thing, we can't install fast right. enough, which is going to be a charge for the customer. Um, and let's see, what's another, what's another objection that I get? Um, oh, well, why don't I just buy... A generator, an eight thousand mm-hmm. dollar generator. You know, you're trying to sell me this thirteen thousand dollar battery. You know, I, I can do the, it. Can do the same thing. Why should I go with a Powerwall? Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the time, it, this is a really one of the sales reps said this today. He's like, hey, I he was considering generator or Powerwall, and like I took him out to see the garage, and like we looked at where we were going to put it, yeah. and it just didn't make any sense. Like there was no room to put it. And we talked about the fuel that you need to, yeah. to, to be able to buy. Right. And then the cost for the fuel, like the $500 for the propane tanks yeah. and um, the noise that it's going to make oh, yeah. and it's going to bother the neighborhood. Right. Right. He said, the customer said that he didn't want to be that one guy in the neighborhood right. that has the generator that's yeah. disturbing yeah. the whole piece there. Oh yeah. Um, so I think you if somebody is really wanting a generator, you just have to be able to bring these stories, to bring these things, to know that, hey, a generator time, like when you buy a generator, you, <laughs> I think it was 
Jake, he said, he's like, mm-hmm. you want, you can't wait for the power to go right. out so that you can, you know, yeah. you can utilize this. Yeah. Whereas the power wall is working for you 24-7. Yeah. It's working for you to be there for backup. It's working right. you there for self-powered home. It's working for you for time of use arbitrage. Mm-hmm. So you're paying all this money for use every day. Yeah. So if you wait, if you wait, then you're just wasting all that mm-hmm. that that um, features and benefits and money that you could yeah. be getting back. Yeah. Yeah. That's plus, huge. plus. So now this is a good transition to SGIP. Yeah. So like, these things will go away. I know that the California Public Utility Commission is trying to refund the small scales. So that's one mm-hmm. and two. So that could come early next year. It could come later next year. It could come in 2021. Like sure. we just don't know. We know that there's funds going to be there. Yeah. But what does that look like? How much right. is it going to be? Yeah. Um, are there new restrictions, which I heard, have heard like greenhouse gases. You have to track that somehow. Mm. Some you're right. So, um, when you're talking to customers, like now is the time because the ITC is going down, mm-hmm. right? SGIP funds will eventually also run out, yeah. even when they're getting refunded. And just just for those that don't know, let's let's go oh, yeah. through the acronyms. Like oh, SGIP. yeah, sorry. So yeah. SGIP is Self-Generation Incentive Program. Mm-hmm. It's put on by the California Public Utility Commission. Yeah. And, and so SGIP essentially, as mm-hmm. the name implies, self-generation mm-hmm. um, has to be solar and, and battery to qualify, correct? Um, actually, you can you can still receive SGIP without solar. Okay. Yeah. So, but you used to be, oh no, that was the ITC. I was going to say, you, for the ITC, you had to be able to install, used to be install solar, new solar and Powerwall, but now you can ah. still get the ITC for the Powerwall with uh, solar. Existing. Yeah, existing solar. solar. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, actually, surprise, surprise, you can actually still get SGIP without, okay. without solar. Great. Um, which is cool. We don't recommend that. We don't so recommend that. And, knows, but. and that's only because, I mean, it will be just similar to a generator, yeah. right? It would probably last a little bit longer, potentially, if mm-hmm. you're really looking um, yeah. at what you're utilizing and your loads while while sure. it's out. But, you know, yeah. as soon as the power wall runs out, it's going to run out, right? Yeah. right? Um, so, yes, yeah, so we recommend solar and, and power wall. So, three plus... So what you were kind of referencing mm-hmm. to, so there's a small scale. So small scale SGIP is for one or two power walls. Now, but there's also a large scale bucket. So large scale is three power walls, four power walls, five power walls. Anything after five power walls, we don't touch because mm-hmm. of this extra third party metering that you need. Uh, so your sweet spot is like selling yeah. the customer between these but, three to five. Yeah, most people don't need. Most people don't need five n- more than like three or maybe four. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and and do you know off the top of your head what the because with the the one to three or sorry one or two power walls, what's the S chip at currently? Do you know off the top of your head? Well, one or two. I mean, it's not available anymore. Mm. Yeah, so so I don't I don't know okay. what this this new would be. Okay. But for this, but I know it's nowhere near as what you can get for the three. Yeah. So and the three or more in the three or more category so what's really nice for pg&e it's still in step two so for this estra program it's it's in steps yeah right step one has the most funding step five has the least yeah uh funny enough yeah when for the small scale step five we were people use up that funding within like two or three months wow. it was gone wow but uh right now for this large scale so three or more it's at um it's only in step two mm. so you have a huge funding so so let's dive into it so if a customer goes and submits for the three, let's just say the customer wants three power walls, mm-hmm. you're getting around $3,300 back per power wall. Times oh. it by three, you're getting around $10,000 back 
and a rebate and a check. Basically a free power. Bas- yeah, exactly. Right. You're basically getting... Buy two, get one. Buy two, you get one free. Yeah. And then you get to take the 30%, or now it's going to be 26% mm-hmm. for anybody new probably um, selling it, 26% off of anything net after mm. the, the S-chip. So, I mean, you're really getting a, a bunch of money off. Yeah. So now, but there are some specific um, rules to S-chip, right? Okay. So just like the small scale, just for the large scale, you have to cycle your battery 52 times a year. Mm. What does that mean? Go from zero to 100 or 100 to zero, right? Like that to, to S-chip is a full mm-hmm. discharge into your home. Powerwall mm-hmm. doesn't discharge back onto the, electric, onto right. the utility grid, right? Um, so to be able to do that, um, so going now talking a little bit more about like the actual technical stuff about Powerwall. So Powerwall has energy capacity of 13.5 kilowatt hours. Mm-hmm. Estrip for some reason in certain because it's only in California in certain things they they decided that thirteen point two mm. is what we should be really saying okay whatever we argued for four months and we're like we're taking this away from customers so we're like yeah. well fine we'll agree with you thirteen point two right so you take that thirteen point two and like that's what's used but then the continuous um, power mm-hmm. for Powerwall is five kilowatts. So you can have five five kilowatts um, max coming in at any time, um, continuous, but you mm-hmm. can have seven peak for 10 seconds. So if you have three power walls, mm-hmm. three times five is 15. So 15 kilowatts of power to be able to come into the power wall at one time. So what a restriction for ma- maintaining and getting this three S-chip is that you say you have to look, you have to ask your customer for the utility bills. Mm-hmm. And you have to say, hey, let's look, let's take a look and see, you know, have you used 15 kilowatts um, of energy within an hour at least two times a year? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, if you have too small of a uh, home load and too little of a solar, like you're never going to be able to fully discharge your battery into the home. Like they're never going to pull all 15 kilowatts out, right? Right. So then they're like, you probably weren't supposed to have three power walls. So this is their way of saying, just because that customer only really needs one power wall, but they want to get three because they get one free, you know, this this is like, that's not fair. Like that's not what this program is about. So I want everyone to please sell, to keep selling three three power walls for the S-chip, but I want everybody to know is like, if the, you're talking to the customer, they have everything yeah. efficient, well, right? If they're not using that much, you don't want to, you know, it's right. like trying to sell them a 12 kilowatt system when they need a seven. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. Make sense. And if, you know, there's ways to, to, if they're close, like 12 or 13 kilowatt hours, right? Sure. Then, you know, we can tell them to put on everything sure. in their house at one time. Yeah. And there's, so there's ways to get a little bit around it, but yeah. I want them to and be careful. How, with how that. is that? Like, do they just like audit their. It's usage it's, at some point. Yeah. Or? So when you when your um, team submits the customer's proposal yeah. to SGIP, they're gonna pull their PG okay. bills. But like after the fact, they don't like spot check you a year later. Like I don't think so. No, sure. I don't think so. So I think it's really getting through the application process. Yeah. Is that's at least my understanding okay. of it. But um, you know, if you're talking to a customer and they have every efficiency appliance, brand sure. new AC. I mean, don't use a lot of power. I mean. Three yeah, S chip is not is not yeah, for yeah. them, right? Yep. So you just have to be cognizant. But for those people who, I mean, you think about where we are, right? I mean, in this Northern California, up Rockland, Sac area, 
a lot of people have those big AC units yeah. or they have well pumps or they want to, yep. to heat up their pool, all these other things. So lots of people probably yeah. do need this and have that huge energy load. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, awesome. um, yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're running oh, on yeah, time. Run, yeah. I, I don't want to keep you. I know you got places to be. Um, is there anything that you want to just kind of touch on as far as like final points here? Um, so I think for maybe so key, key takeaways, and this is coming back to how to sell and, and, um, especially with, with Powerwall and coming back, and this is going to help you for solar and for Powerwall sales, right? You want to find, you want to ask these discovery questions mm -hmm. and find the customer's why by breaking down the barriers, right? Yeah. And then based on what they say, you can turn that customer's why into your why, right? Pull in those personal experiences or stories to anchor on those emotional triggers. And don't forget to paint a picture of the future state that the customer doesn't even know yet. Right. Right? And then if the customer does, if you're trying to pull questions, the customer doesn't have a why, step back and use your company's why, D3, D3's why, and or Tesla's why. Yeah. And I think you'll see an uptick probably in your sales. Yeah, that's great. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, driving all the way up. Uh, even though I know it was all on autopilot, so it doesn't really count. Um, but definitely appreciate the time and uh, excited to get you to some of the other offices to do some trains. Yeah, I would love to. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Thank Thanks. you.